You know, I, I love it when songs and, and lyrics like what, you, what we just sang is so incredibly applicable to what it is in Scripture that we're going to be looking at today. So um, get ready because those words of turn your eyes upon Jesus is exactly what we're going to be talking about here today. The things of this world are going to grow strangely dim. That's exactly what Paul talked about in Colossians, which is what we're looking at today. So I want to say welcome to everyone. Happy New Year. Today is January 1st, 2023. Good luck scribbling out those things on your checks. Stop writing 2022 uh, and put 2023. So along with uh, New Year's is a time for us to We've, we've kind of been through the holiday season. We've taken down the Christmas trees. We've, uh, we, at our house, we, we have. When we, when we got back in town, Christmas, a thing of the past. But what we're doing is, is we're kind of getting out of that and kind of getting into a new mindset. So spiritually, that's something that, that we can do as well. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So how today is going to look is we're going to have a short message, and I mean short. What we're going to do is we are going to make time. We're not going to take time. We are going to make time to pray as a congregation, as a church family, those who are with us here in the actual church house, those who are watching online, we are going to make time to pray as a congregation. But we're also going to do what the Bible talks about in several different places is we're going to do kind of a spiritual self-inventory. It's not a, a test or anything that you have to do. It's just simply prayerfully looking inwards. No one is going to know anything other than, than you and the Lord. And then what we're going to do is we're going to offer a time of ministry. If you uh, would like to pray with your family, with friends, if you want to pray for somebody, if there's something that you have any of the above or all of the above, we encourage you, we're going to have people stationed throughout the, the sanctuary to come and to receive prayer. This is messing with me. Hang on. So we have a graphic, and, and Ben, if you wouldn't mind putting that up, it's, it's called the reset button. Give me one second here. I'm glad somebody's paying attention. Thank you, Tom. We are, in fact, resetting our microphone right now. I've got a fat neck, so that helps. Um, so as you can see right here, thank you for that, uh, we can see this guy hitting the reset button. So the reset button, we like to have a reset button every now and again. Think about technology. If you have a computer, if you have something that stops working, doesn't have to stop working completely, but just doesn't work the way that it used to. The old engineering trick is, what do you do? You turn it off, you turn it back on. You reboot the computer, and everything seems to work a little bit better. So again, with this in mind, we're going to look at this in a spiritual sense. And we're going to do that with four easy steps. So if we can throw up that first graphic, it's a very simple acronym for us to remember. It's called PREP. P-R-E-P. -E this is what we're going to do today. We're going to pray. 
We're going to ready ourselves. We're going to examine ourselves. And then we are going to put it into practice. What's that old saying from Nike? Just do it. It's exactly what we're going to do. And so a couple things to, to keep in mind. This is not my opinion of, well, I, I feel that we should do this. Nobody cares about my opinion, and you shouldn't. But when we look at the things of Scripture, scripturally, these are things that we should be doing. And it doesn't have to just be January 1st, 2023. It can be March 17th. It can be October 30th, if you want. The point is, it doesn't just have to be at a certain time. I know a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to stop doing this, stop doing that. And sometimes those succeed, and that's great. But we don't want to look at this as a New Year's resolution, but we want to, again, make time to be able to do this in our lives. So again, we're going to pray. We're going to ready ourselves. We're going to examine ourselves, and we're going to put it into practice. And I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. So the, the first point is about praying. The thing is, we don't or we shouldn't do anything without the leading of the Holy Spirit. So as far as prayer goes, if we throw up Colossians 3.16. And by the way, we're going to be anchored a lot in Colossians 3 today. But I want you to look at this. This is the Apostle Paul writing. He says, Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Here it is. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Did you catch that, that middle part? Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. This is not done up here. I know we, we've talked about this a lot from, from this pulpit over the last couple of weeks. It's not about coming from here. It is about coming from here, really the Holy Spirit inside of us. So when Paul is, is talking about this, when we do pray, when we do get unctions from the Holy Spirit of I need to do this, or if I get convicted by the Holy Spirit in this area, understand that is wisdom coming from the Lord. And so when we pray, basically it turns our brain off and it allows the spirit to be able to lead us so again this is not to be done in our wit in our wisdom but in the the ability of the holy spirit and we should desire to be led by the spirit as it relates to that so our first point is we should pray and to quote the apostle paul we should pray always so number two Ready ourselves. What does that look like? For the sake of time, I encourage you to read Romans chapter 8, uh, specifically about what this looks like. Because there is a process that happens in the life of every single believer. And that is the sanctification process. That is allowing the Holy Spirit, think of it like a dirty, dirty garment. If you hand wash, if you have ever, ever hand washed, 
clothing, you have to kind of scrub and, and kind of do that. That's what the Holy Spirit is constantly doing in our lives during this process of sanctification. Romans 8 talks about that process is making us more and more Christ-like each and every day. So here, here's a, a word picture that I want to paint for you. So what does this look like? What does that sanctification process look like? If you're an artist and you have a lump of clay, you can easily kind of mold that clay into be whatever you want it to be. If you're a rookie, it could be a little ashtray. Remember, you used to make those at art class? You could do that, or you can make a vase. You can make anything you want to, but the point is you have clay that is moldable. You can make it whatever you want it to be. That's how we should be in regards to the Holy Spirit, his ministry in our lives, versus being something that is already formed, like a, an existing statue. Good luck trying to kind of move that and shape that. So when we ready ourselves, we pray, step one. Number two, we ready ourselves. Lord, I am not perfect. I am imperfect. Help mold me by your spirit into the person that you want me to be, the type of follower of Christ that I desire to be, but I can't do that on my own. So number one, we pray. Number two, we ready ourselves. Number three, we examine ourselves. And this is a lot easier said than done a lot of times. My dad has always told me, he said, don't ever look back because you might see something that you don't like. Sometimes when we look in the mirror, spiritually speaking, we don't like, we don't like what we see. Am I alone in that? No. Nope. We know. Everybody, here's, here's the dirty little secret. Everybody has their own dirt. Everybody. Everybody. If anybody was like, oh, I don't think that person ever sins. No, they do. They are struggling with something. They have their own uh, dirt that they're doing. All of us do. We're all on the same playing field. So when we examine ourselves, if we are really honest, if we are really honest, it hurts, right? It's like, ooh, yeah, I shouldn't be doing that. Sometimes it takes someone else pointing something out, not for them to, ah, <laughs> look at you, not to do that, but as a brother or sister in Christ to point something out to where it's like, ooh, maybe you're right. That takes a little bit of, I know we're full from the holidays, but a lot of pie, but one more slice of humble pie. That true spiritual humility to understand whether it's coming from the conviction of the Holy Spirit or from somebody that we know, that we love, that we trust. They're saying, mm, maybe have you thought about this or have you done to where it's like, ooh, your toes are going to get stepped on a little bit and praise God for that. Praise God for that. Ultimately, it is the Holy Spirit in this sanctification process. But when we examine ourselves, again, there's sometimes there's going to be stuff that we don't like. But it is a necessary thing. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 5. He says, examine yourselves 
to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. Examine yourselves. Let me take it one step further. The psalmist in Psalm 139, this is David, uh, verses 23 and 24, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. What that is, is taking a look inwards of saying, I know that there are deficiencies in my life. I know that for a fact. Lord, I can't do this by myself. I need your help. Anything not of you, I want it gone. Anything of you, I want more of that. Can anybody relate to that? Just me? Okay. We should pray. We should ready ourselves. Be ready to be molded. We should examine ourselves. So now we're going to look at the fourth point. That's P-R-E-P. What's the last one? Put it into practice. How do I do this? Again, the concept is very, very simple. Anything not of God, I want it over here. I want it out of my life. Anything of God, give me, give me, give me more. I want more. Everything that I do, I want to please the Lord. So, like I said, we're going to be anchored in Colossians chapter 3. Uh, and we're going to start in verse number 5. So, I'm just going to read the first part of this. Again, this is not my opinion. This is straight from Scripture. So, this is Paul talking about the new man, the person who is truly redeemed by the Lord. We want to see what this looks like. So, this is Colossians 3, starting in verse number 5. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Remember I told you that song that we sang, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. When you do that, the things of this world will turn strangely dim. They don't look the same as they used to. Verse number six. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for, he, uh, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. Amen to that, right? But I want you to watch this. Pay attention to the verbs 
that he is using in regards to our old self or our earthly nature. Put to death. Have nothing to do with. Get rid of. In verse 9, strip off. In regards to our old sinful nature, that's what he is talking about. Take all of this stuff, leave it over here. We could stop right there and we could go home for the day. But I want to continue because, again, the purpose of hitting the reset button is taking all of the stuff not of God setting it over here, but we need more. So what does that look like? He goes on to say in verse number 12, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its, rich, and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, or giving thanks through him to God the Father. That right there is a very, very clear picture of exactly what it is that we're talking about. Our old nature, our sinful nature, but also the new man that we are called to be. But again, like what we did with the in the bad sense, let's look at the good sense. Look at the action verbs that he has here. For the good, put on, clothe yourselves, let peace rule in your hearts. The message of Christ to fill our lives. So, again, with the bad, it was put to death, have nothing to do with, get rid of, strip off. But in the good sense, put on, clothe yourselves, let peace rule in your hearts, let the message of Christ fill our lives. This is all well and good. This is awesome. Good stuff from Paul. What does this look like in my life? How can I tell that I'm doing what Paul talks about? Galatians 5, and 23. I know you've heard this a lot in the last couple of months. That is a good barometer, a good litmus test for us. Do I know how do I know that these things are, in fact, working? Paul says this, but the Holy Spirit inside of us produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So again, today what we're doing is we're hitting the reset button. Anything not of God, I don't want anything to do with. Anything of God... Gimme, 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 Mr. Jimmy. And we do that in four ways. Prep. We pray. We ready ourselves. We examine ourselves. And then we practice what it is that we read. We just do it.
So what we're going to do is we are going to, like I said, we are going to make time for prayer. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to pray as a congregation. And that just involves you sitting exactly where you're at. We're going to pray for certain things as a church, as a family. Then what we're going to do is John and Tracy are going to come up here. They are going to uh, lead us in, a, in an acoustic worship set. During that time, I encourage you, highly, highly encourage you to pray where you're at. Pray with your family. If it's just you, pray by yourself. Do a self-inventory. Ready yourself, examine yourself, put it into practice, but don't let it stop here this morning. Don't let it stop when you get to the parking lot. When you get home later today, later this week, think of this acronym in go to the Lord and to do exactly that. And again, I encourage you, it doesn't have to be something bad is happening in my life to come up here to the front. We're going to have some of our elders ready here to pray with you. I'll be kind of out in the crowd. If you need prayer for any reason, again, doesn't just have to be a bad thing. You can let ourselves, our elders, we're going to be kind of out. We encourage you to seek out prayer. So what I would like to do is, John and Tracy, if you guys want to go ahead and come on up. What we're going to do is we're going to pray as a congregation. And I encourage you just to, right where you're at, just kind of bow your head and to be in prayer along with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for this gathering of believers. Father, we are here to come together to worship the Lord Jesus Christ, to get away from the things of this world and to come to you to be what Paul talks about in Ephesians 5, to be filled with your spirit. It's not a one-time thing. It is a continual filling. If we think of like a sailboat needs a sail to continue to keep going. Lord, we pray for the chance to hit that reset button in our lives as we enter this new year. We don't do this through our own wisdom, through our own wit, but through your spirit. Father, we pray for the community of Northwest Arkansas. We pray for our local leaders and we pray for a revival among them. We pray for our political leaders in Washington and Little Rock. We pray that if they do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, that you put people in their path that can share the gospel of Jesus Christ. But ultimately, it is your Holy Spirit that will go to work on their hearts to help them in that area and that they would live their lives for you completely. Father, we pray for our military families around the world that you bring peace and comfort to them right now. Lord, we pray for this church. We pray for spiritual growth as well as a time to renew ourselves spiritually. Maybe we are doing 
great in our spiritual lives and maybe we have stumbled and we have gotten off the path lord i pray for every single person every single family in this church that there is spiritual growth this year not from ourselves but father we look to you for that lord we pray that we are instruments used by you Lord, we ask that you use us exactly where we are. Whether it's in our workplace, our neighborhood, at the grocery store. Lord, we ask that you use us for your glory. Lord, we pray for your provision for us. And that we use it to glorify you. And as the Apostle Paul said in Colossians chapter 1, we pray for knowledge of your will for each of us. Lord, we pray for spiritual wisdom and understanding. We pray that our lives will produce fruit for you. We pray that we are empowered by you. And we pray for patience and endurance in not growing weary in doing what is good. And Lord, we pray that we may be filled with your joy. Lord, we just humble ourselves before you. And it is in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and ask these things. And amen.